Support for the evening newscast comes from Duncan House Diner, owned and operated by the Gamble family for over 20 years, proudly feeding Homer for three generations. Dine in at 125 East Pioneer or order online at DuncanHouseHomer.com. And from Bay Realty, listing and selling homes, lots, acreage, multifamily commercial properties, and property management in the Southern Kenai Peninsula since 1974. Learn more at BayRealtyAlaska.com or by calling 235-6183. Good afternoon, you're listening to KBBI AM 890 in Homer and K201AO on 88.1 FM in Seward. I'm Corinne Smith with some local news on this Friday, March 3rd, 2023. The Homer High School Boys Nordic Ski Team won the Division II State Championships in Anchorage over the weekend, and the Homer Girls Team placed second. The six-member boys team beat out five other Division II schools during the three-day event. KBBI's Hope McKenney has more. This was Jesse Goodrich's first year as Homer High's Nordic ski coach. She was a competitive downhill skier, ultra-marathon runner and swimmer, before becoming interested in cross-country skiing two winters ago, all thanks to her teenage son, Jody. And then in eighth grade, he won the borough championship and decided he was a Nordic skier. Because he won. I'm pretty sure that's why. (laughs) And so we bought Nordic skis that year, my husband and I. And we were like, okay, we're going to support our kid in this sport. Last year, the previous high school coach quit, jeopardizing the upcoming season. Goodrich says Jody loved the sport so much, they considered moving to find him another team to compete with. Instead, she signed up to be the head coach. Having no previous experience with Nordic skiing, which is a combination of both classic and skate styles, she says for the first two months of the season, she spent hours a day researching the technique. I would just spend all afternoon watching YouTube videos, I got a membership at something called Nordic Ski Lab online, and I just went to Nordic school. From there, she made her training plans for the team. Those included eight hours of skiing a week, plus mornings filled with weight training before the teens would head to class. She says learning on the job was actually helpful. I think sometimes you can benefit from like being excited about something new you're learning and transferring that to kids and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And her work paid off. Goodrich led her son and five of his teammates to victory at the Alaska State Tournament, where they claimed the title of Division II champions. I knew going into this season that we had a shot at the state championship, and the right kids came along. Right now in Homer, we are just very fortunate to have a pretty good-sized group of, of boys, specifically, that Nordic skiing is very important to them. The Homer boys team came in at the top of all Division II schools in the state at the three-day tournament, beating Kenai, Grace Christian, and Bartlett, among others. They also beat a few Division I schools, including Eagle River, Chugiak, Palmer, and Soldatna. I'm so happy. I cried. (laughs) One of my senior boys won the classic race and got second in the skate race. And when he won that race, we just hugged each other and cried. I mean, we've, all of us have been putting 24-7 into this team. Yeah, when they won, I just, we, you know, it was just, we were like in tears. I don't think Homer boys have ever won. Jody, Goodrich's son, is a sophomore at Homer High School, and this was his second season on the Nordic ski team. I'm really proud of my team, and I feel like Homer has come a long way up until this point. And uh, we just have like 
a lot of great coaches and like a lot of great team members. And then we finally kind of got that like statewide representation and um, kind of got to like kind of etch our name at the top of um, Homer Sphere history. Jody had one of his best races since starting the sport four years ago, and he wasn't the only one. Garrett Brosco is a senior and co-team captain. This was his last season with the high school ski team. That was probably my best weekend of racing I've ever had. Brosco says that's in large part because of Goodrich's rigorous and more modern coaching technique. We had harder practices, more early morning weightlifting that was way harder than the stuff we did last year and just longer, harder skis. Brosco is heading to vocational school in Seward next year, but he's not done with competitive skiing. After graduation, he hopes to qualify for junior nationals. So that's actually kind of what I'm focusing on now. But I feel like this is still the best way my senior year could have ended for the ski season. As Brosco's time leading the team comes to a close, Jody says he's ready to step up and take on more of a leadership role alongside his mom. I think me and my mom make a great team. I think she's a really competent coach, as um, as has kind of been proven. So, yeah, I'm just really happy with her as a coach, and I think we're going to make a great team. Goodrich says while multiple kids are graduating this year, she will have a flock of eighth graders joining the high school ski team next season. She's already planning to start working with them later this month to get a head start on training. To find out more about Mariner Athletics, visit the Kenai Peninsula Borough School District's website. Reporting in Homer, I'm Hope McKenney. More than a year into the war in Ukraine, Alaska's government is sending aid in the form of Alaskan seafood. KMXT's Brian Vinois reports the Alaska Seafood Marketing Institute is handling the state's food aid distribution. Bruce Schachtler is ASME's Food Aid Program and Development Director. He says while ASME doesn't own any of the seafood, they've helped manage the state's aid programs. That includes sending over $300,000 worth of Alaskan seafood, or about 3,600 cases of canned pink salmon, to Ukraine. We do things on behalf of the legislature of the state of Alaska. Most recently, at the request of the legislature, we sent three containers of canned salmon over to Ukraine. When the state government decides to send aid, they set a budget, and ASME solicits bids from companies across Alaska. Companies then bid on the sale and offer stock at competitive rates to ensure a maximized amount of product. The state has aided in several disasters over the years, and through ASME has sent food to the Philippines after devastating typhoons and areas suffering food insecurity in Africa and the Middle East as well. Schachtler says ASME has a history of running the state's aid programs. ASME's been facilitating humanitarian aid for the last 20 years. ASME was asked about domestic food insecurity at a recent presentation to the State House Fisheries Special Committee, particularly as the state has been slow to send food stamps or process applications since August. Schachtler says ASME would be interested in sending food to those in need across the state, but they need funding and approval from the legislature first. I've discussed it with the State Department. I've discussed it with a few members of Congress uh, in Washington, D.C., but uh, I have not been contacted or heard anything further than that. If the state decides to purchase domestic seafoods for Alaskans in this year's supplemental budget, aid could be sent to food banks as soon as next week. But if aid isn't included until the 2024 regular budget, folks would have to wait at least until July. In Kodiak, I'm Brian Venois. 
State Senator Jesse Bjorkman is taking up a long-fought set-net buyback bill in the Alaska legislature this session. Senate Bill 82, introduced by Bjorkman last week, would give Cook Inlet Eastside setnetters a chance to sell back their setnet permits to the state. That would reduce the number of commercial setnet fishermen on the east side of the inlet and give fishermen a chance to sell out of the fishery, which has been under stress for years among recurring closures and is becoming less and less economically viable for permit holders. The program would be voluntary and fishermen would enter in a lottery. And permit holders first have to vote on whether they want such a program established and find a funding mechanism. The program would buy permits for about $260,000, which is about 16 times their current value, according to state data. And that's the news from Homer. I'm Corinne Smith, and you're listening to KBBI AM 890 and K201AO 88.1 FM in Seward. Thanks for tuning in.